Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young, part-time Olympic gymnast for Russia and antiques dealer. And I'm just normal, Vanessa Mitchell. Hello and welcome to The Haunted this week. <laughs> right, can I just say, we, this is, we, we've had to start this episode again after 20 minutes of mistakes. Now, I thought they were quite funny because Freddie's making them, but he got into a complete flap Deleted the episode, so I'm gonna have to. But I'm not sure this one's gonna be any more. Well, listen, better. Within 15 seconds, I know, I've made and we a mistake. Spent all that time, it's, and then had to delete it. It will be all right in the night. Listen, it's not gone. It's there. Maybe one day we'll post it as a blooper reel, and you can <laughs> yeah. really appreciate what has been going on. Um, I hope you're all well. I hope you're safe and dandy. So we're just gonna jump right in. With this week's Again. episode. <laughs> Again, <laughs> take DOS. <laughs> so, we are visiting the Mermaid Inn, not in body, but through imagination and the information that I'll be giving yeah, you. Online. <laughs> yeah, it's not all imagination. It was, there was actually some factual research that went into it. Oh. God's sake. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. Right. I'm Vanessa Mitchell. So, it's, the, it's, it's the Mermaid Inn. So, it's uh, reasonably well known. I have heard this location before. I know it's been featured on an episode of Most Haunted. I looked at the reviews for the episode of Most Haunted online. Apparently, it was shit. Yeah. That's all you Say need no to know. More. Say no it more. Was, it, it was a lot better described, the intro, in our first attempt. But now you're just getting the bones. This is what you're getting. Bare bloody rag and bones of it all. Hey, it's been a long, long day. So let's jump in. Here we go. A brief history. The Mermaid Inn. It's a grade two listed building. And it's located in the historic and ancient town of Rye in East Sussex, which is southeast England. Yeah. So the inn is actually located on Mermaid Street, which obviously its namesake. Yeah. Nice. Sense. Cute. Nice. Like yeah, it. It's by like the it. sea. Yeah. By the sea. Mm -hmm. The Mermaid Inn is potentially one of the best known inns in the southeast of England and was established somewhere in the 12th century and it is known to have a long and turbulent history which I will go on to describe in a second. Are you ready? <laughs> the current building that is there now dates from around 1420 and has had kind of Tudor style add-ons yeah. in and around the 16th century. I'm with you. The cellars that the building is on um, are surviving from the original structure and were built in 1156. So they're still the original. They're very old. Very, very old. So as I said, there's quite a turbulent history with the building and probably most famously, uh, its connections with the notorious Hawkehurst Gang. Now, the Hawkehurst Gang were a group of smugglers of, I've read online, of up to 600 men. Right. Right. You're meant to go, oh, gasp. Oh, sorry, I, I did that. I did that on the first go. Oh, oh Sorry, it's the second time around. I hear it. So, you know, goodness. the shock factor's gone now. Right. Now, the Hawkehurst gang used this building in um, 1730s, 1740s. So they had a, you know, a good run and they used it as one of their strongholds. So, obviously, 
it was important for the smugglers to be in this area because at the time Rye was a real thriving port uh, location and there was lots of things to steal and smuggle. <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of things to do. Lots of things to do and see. They've got lovely parks. <laughs> lots of things to steal and smuggle. So people believe that some of the smugglers, their mistresses, and some of the other characters that have been there over the time are still haunting the inn today. Do, 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 do. Much scariness. Much, much scariness. Mucho grazie. Let's go. The sellers of the Mermaid Inn, as I've already said, date from 1156. And they that is believed to be the year that the original inn was built. During this time, or during the medieval times, it was a real notable owl house, and it was brewing its own owl on site and charging a penny a night for lodging. Yeah, penny a night for lodgings. Happy days. Very popular. It's the premier inn of its time. The inn became very popular with sailors yeah. who came to the port of Rye. Because we know what they're like. Because we know what they like. They like a drink, and they like a penny for a night lodgings. And they like a bird. They like a woman. Or two. A buxom woman. Oh, you've watched Sometimes. too many films. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the 1420s, the inn was rebuilt, but had retained the cellars, because I can imagine it was probably an expensive job to do. Well, just, they were already there. Well, no, no, well, point, you know. no point. No point. Um, and that's much of the building that it is there now, but obviously underwent further renovation in the 16th century, and that's where it's got some of its Tudor charm from. Mm. So the building has also been used over the years as a kind of place of refuge, maybe, for Catholic priests who had fled from continental Europe during the Reformation during 1530. Mm. Also as well, because of the size of the building and location, it was a, it was at the, the heart of, of this place. So the town's corporation would hold many, many functions there. Yeah. Uh, and they are like the Sessions Dinner, the Gentleman's Freeman's Dinner. Yeah. Mayoring Day. Mm. That's quite an important one. And the Herring Feast. Yes. I can imagine Herring is probably the local fish of the day. Yes. Yes. No, no comment? Well, I mean... No comment? Do you know anything about herrings? They're, they're, there's lots of them. That's the thing. They're, oh. they're, they're not like... <laughs> No, but they're not like a hard fish to catch, I'd imagine. And because they school in so many thousands, I reckon it was just easier to catch herring, pickled herring. And it's easier to have a feast when you've got more than one. <laughs> you ain't having a feast with one herring. <laughs> um, Queen Elizabeth I, our great virgin queen, is also well, that um, a, a guest at the inn around this time. Yeah. So, as I'm one of her many lovers. Whoa, oh, sacrilege. Listen, I'm you're not lucky sure you're not about back that then. title, The Virgin Queen. Good job our historian isn't here. She'd be having a breakdown. <gasps> Does she think she wasn't? Well, listen, well, we know she had a couple of lovers. Do we, though? Do we know that for a fact? Well, listen, we don't know anything for a fact we weren't there. But, you know, they, they say she did. I reckon she had a go. She had. She, she definitely did. Bloody hell, man. She, she had at least two on a regular basis, we understand. See, I. Maybe she was a lesbian. No, I think, um, I, I definitely think she was, well, you don't know, do you? She might have been. She might have been. 
Well, they were with black teeth. She, I can't she, imagine she's yeah. pulling many people. She'd have been both. She'd have been by. Yeah, I reckon. Because she's like... Well, she, she definitely looks, had men. We know she that. She looks the type. Was it Cole Pepper? Thomas Cole Pepper? Ooh, if I've got that right, what a good bit of history. Do you want me to just Google it yeah. quick? I think one of her lovers is Cole Pepper. Thomas Cole Pepper. Yeah. Elizabeth the First. Because I do like. I love history, but my my memory is terrible. Thomas Cole Pepper was a close friend of Henry VIII, and related to two of his queens, Anne Boleyn and Catherine. Oh Howard. no! So I got completely wrong. Oh. He is known to have had many private meetings with Catherine after her marriage, though these may have involved... Oh, sorry. Oh. Cole Pepper was seeing one of Henry's... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh. He was seeing... He was actually um, executed for... Shagging be, Catherine. Sh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on the, a similar track. People in those days were getting... Um, getting at it. I don't want to say shagging on a podcast. Coitus. Coitus. In, in the bedchamber. Yeah, in the bedchamber. I am going to call my bedroom upstairs a bedchamber now because I like the sound of that, bedchamber. So if I get any gentleman callers like Culpepper, I will be saying, enter my bedroom chamber, my bedchamber. Yoo-hoo! Sire Culpepper, I'm upstairs. <laughs> I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. We digress. As, so, as per. As per. As I mentioned earlier, there was a notorious gang called the Hawkehurst Gang. Mm. So the, they operated in the area, like I said, between 1730, 1740 ish. So they. Circa. I circa. Think is the correct. What? Not ish. <laughs> yeah, circa. Seven. Round about. That's what historians say. Circa. Or people on the Antiques Roadshow say that. So they were a very large group of smugglers and they controlled territory from Kent. I want to say all the way down, but really it's probably all the way across to Dorset. So that pretty much covers a lot of yeah. the south coast of England. So their main base is the Oak and Ivy Inn in Hawkehurst, which is where they get their name. But the Mermaid Inn was used as a secondary location for these people. So they were pretty much left alone. The authorities didn't challenge them there in any way. There's too many of them. There's too many of them. So they was pretty much left to do what they pleased. Unchallenged by the law. And believe me, they had the most beautiful time doing it. They loved it, Fred. They loved it. I reckon I'd probably if I'd probably get involved in a gang, smuggling gang. Uh I think I would as then, well. Not now. <laughs> Right. No, no one so messaged me. If there's me. any crime families out there, then Freddie's volunteering Oh, himself. no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe in a past life you could have called upon no, me. No, I would have liked to have been a highway woman in a past life. Because there are actually stories about highway women. Do you know the most successful pirate ever was, was a, a woman? woman. Yeah. See? Exactly. Women are so underrated. Do you know who I'm going to be in a past life? Blackbeard. Because you have got a black beard. Um, no, I, I don't get seasick. I don't like the water. Oh, um, no, of course she doesn't like the water. I'd probably, I reckon I'd be quite posh. I reckon I'd be Arch, Archduke. What? Like consort to the king. Uh, well, well, you wouldn't want to be the king then? No. Oh. No. Yeah, but the problem being consort to the king is everyone got got executed for betraying them every bloody no, you No, but that's just one. That's Henry and he was angry. So well, I would, yeah, I would you, go. You, no, you'd have been the king with the curved spine that was found underneath the car park. <laughs> Correct. 
<laughs> you beat him who got buried underneath the car park. Well, it, the car park wasn't there when they buried him. I'd just like to point yeah, out. Yeah, there was a car park when I was a toddler. God bless. God, Richard, God rest Richard him. the Richard third. The third, yeah. Oh. He was a famous character. You could be him. He was a bit of an arsehole, if I remember rightly. What's his nickname? Well, so, because he was supposed to have killed the, 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 boys. the boys in the tower. But have, wasn't there something out recently that one of the boys wasn't and he escaped to... That's a movie. Is it? That's a movie. Oh, I We, we, we don't really know. Nobody ever really got to the bottom of it. All we know is that there were two skeletons found. Um, one of two them boys, was a cat. But, but nobody... <laughs> <laughs> one of them was a marsupial, but nobody really. Nobody <laughs> one really of them was a small mouse. <laughs> but they said it must be the remains of the the boys in the tower. That's a bit of a jump. Listen, yeah, it's a bit, of, so, a bit of a stretch. They weren't there, was they? <laughs> so, the Hawkehurst gang, incredibly notorious criminal organisation, and was heavily involved in smuggling in the southeast region of England from 1735 until 1749. So when I said 1730s to 1740s-ish, it's almost 1750-ish, isn't it, really? Mm. Let's get real. So one of their biggest kind of uh, claims to fame, yeah. I would say, is a successful raid on Customs House at Paul, uh, which is quite well documented. Yeah. If, if you're interested, have a little Google up of that. Lots of different escapades that they were involved in, but they were finally kind of disbanded, defeated, made like the main cohort uh, in a battle that took place in 1747. And in that time, two of their leaders, Arthur Gray and Thomas Kingsmill, were captured and executed. Executed. Da -da, for their dastardly deeds to humanity. So, obviously, with the smuggling connection it is to be understood that there is a myriad of secret tunnels riddled throughout the building naturally naturally including one which ran from the cellars all the way to the old bell inn uh, which is uh, built in the mint which is a street that runs parallel to the north of mermaid street so it's the, probably like the next pub along so it had a revolving cupboard at the end of the tunnel uh, in the old bell and the gang would use it for a quick getaway. So they'd run into the cupboard, through the tunnels, into the cellar. Yeah. Up and out. Have it. Up and out. It's worth pointing out as well that the the Mermaid Inn would be a good spot for smugglers. It's got lots of... It's a big building, but there's it's quite tall as well. It's mm. got lots of lookout points yeah. and things like that. So it, it's a good spot. By 1770, though, the building ceased functioning as an inn. By 1847, it was in use as a house and was owned by some fella called Childs. Childs? <laughs> what did I say? Childs. Did you mean Charles? Charles. Child. Yeah, it was. That's I don't know why. Name. I don't know why I said Childs. What did I say? Childs. Childs. There's no I in Childs. No. Anyway, and the yard at the back, uh, through there was a little footway, and that would lead to the high street and that was called the mermaid yard ah oh, i like that mm. don't know what he was doing out there but he had it well, that's what he, it was you called. can imagine well not they were like in them days freddie come on he was he'd he's a success <laughs> he's a successful flipper maker yeah but even worse, oh, oh. Even worse. so as it is currently the mermaid inn is still uh running thriving it's very successful by all accounts um, hotel, lodgings, rooms, in mm. whatever you want to call it. And it has 31 rooms in total. 
Um, and which I, what I quite like is that they're all named after either people connected to the hotel yeah. or events in history that have influenced yeah. the hotel, etc., yeah. etc. Et so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the hauntings room by room mm. and I'm going to give you uh, the snippet from the hotel's website which explains what it is named after. So we're going to start. Mm. Not in number order, in numerical order. We're just going to start with the one that I found out about first. Okay. Which is room 16, the Elizabethan bedchamber. I da, like da, the da. sound of it. You like the sound of it. Yeah. It's a lovely room. So if, when you go online, you can, if you go onto their website, you can click on each room and it will give you a, a picture of each room. So you can get an, you can get a feel for what we're talking about as we're going on. So the quote from the website as to why it's named this way. The Elizabethan bedchamber is a lovely four-poster bedded room with its own history. You are following in the footsteps of Elizabeth I, who in 1573 stayed in the inn on her procession to Rye and named the town Rye Royale. There ah. is a secret passage and a well-worn storm, storm staircase <laughs> to the old kitchen, which is now the bar. An ideal escape for smugglers. Yep. The room features a four-poster bed, antique furniture, and a, a beautiful stone fireplace. Beautiful. Beautiful. So there had long been rumours that there was um, a haunting in the Elizabethan bedchamber. And one dark and stormy October night, 29th of October to be precise, uh, a lady claiming to be a psychic come to visit and asked, oh. and asked to sleep in the room. Right. Well, naturally. Naturally. Well, on that night, Mrs. Aldington, who was the owner, right. joined her. Well, when you say joined her, what do you mean by that? Slipped her a digit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes. Only one, my lad. Are you saying <laughs> that they... have got to be quite careful here. When no, I... I, I, I don't know if she joined her in the room for the evening for light uh, aperitifs <laughs> and, a, a, and a, you know, some schnapps. Um, I'm not too sure. But what we do know is they ended up sleeping in the same bed with each other. Right, okay, so this is, right, this so is what we're saying. I've right, naturally okay. drawn my own conclusion. Take right. from that what you will. So what we're saying is... Allegedly... A psychic turns up, wanted to sleep in the haunted room. The owner said, yes, well, I'll let come me and sleep in you. the same bed as you. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Well, don't, don't blame them. Don't want to get sued. Don't blame them. So the lady who claimed to be a psychic slept very well that night. But Mrs. Aldington, the owner, awoke to find a jewel raging about her. And the combatants were dressed in their kind of traditional Tudor regalia, I suppose. Yeah. And, and whatever else. And they were fighting with rapiers. And this went on for some time, and it caused quite the commotion in the room. Now, and the, the psychic slept slept through it, through it slept through it. So I don't know how much of a psychic she is, <laughs> or even that, or she's a heavy sleeper. <laughs> uh, but anyway, maybe she. Oh no, I can't. Maybe say she that. summoned it. Oh, she was projecting. What was you gonna say? I'm, I can't say it. <laughs> oh, no, because it is filth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, the person who won, because we don't know who they are. Uh, the winner 
disposed of the body by throwing it down the secret passageway in the corner of the room. Yeah. And this is this is the start of stories connected to this room mm-hmm. and this famous kind of replay of events where these two gentlemen are fighting. Yeah. So the energy is left over of them fighting, yeah. Which is obviously very possible. Correct. Um, I'm a bit dubious because the psychic never saw anything, but the actual owner of the place witnessed the whole thing. Well, and listen, it's a great selling point. Well, exactly. So I move on from that event. We move on to event number two in the same bedroom. So um, a guest come to stay and they set up a night camera. From my kind of gist from this story, I'm going to say that maybe they are an investigator and they've gone there with a purpose. Well, to... they would they would be if they'd set yeah. up a night camera. Yeah. And Unless they were um, setting up a night camera for other reasons. Other reasons. Well, you could at least put a lamp on, a bit of mood lighting, lava lamp in the corner, <laughs> bit of soft music playing in the back. A bit, bit of Barry White. Of, oh, I was going to say Sade. Well, either. Smooth operator. Uh... Right, anyway. Who is actually, incidentally, she's from Clacton. She went to my old school, Clacton yeah, County High. Correct. Yeah. So, um, the man or woman, the guest, set up a night camera uh, in the room. And this camera picked up movements of swords. Uh, and during the night, the shadow of a figure can be seen on the film in the corner of the room. Mm. Um Obviously, this they've gone back. They've they've spent the night. They've gone back. They've reviewed their footage and, and evidence and whatever. And a week or so after their stay, the guests sent in some photographs that they're taking in the room, and the same shadow of a figure could be seen in the corner of the of the room. So it's it's um, all connected. Mm. <laughs> No, it's a different guest. What? Ignore me. I've I can't. I've, I've and I've lost my glasses. Ah, uh, what? I don't know where they are. Oh, for God's sake! They've gone again. <sighs> I've read it wrong. So as we were saying, the night camera picked up the you know the swords and the shadow figure in the corner of the room. A week or so later, another guest sent in some photographs that he had taken of the room, and there is the same shadow right, of okay. a figure seen in the same corner of the room. Right. Now, the, the the owners or other people, other guests or whatever, have tried to recreate the shadow yeah. and tried all the different angles and setups yeah. and different nights. They can't do it. Can't do it. However, this shadow has kind of come out. Yeah, they can't recreate it. They can't recreate it. And this is captured by two different people using two different sets of equipment. So you know it's credible then? Yeah, I would would say that's pretty credible. I'd say so, yeah. So although Mrs. Aldington maybe tapped, coined in a little bit on the the haunted inn kind of thing by saying that there's duelling to the men. She was right. She was right, yeah. Also, another little towel from the Elizabethan bedchamber is one late winter's afternoon, two guests had booked into the Elizabethan bedchamber and then gone for a walk around town. On their return through the car park, they looked up to the window of where their bedroom would have been and they could see the silhouettes of people against closed curtains. Yeah. And when they went back in, there was nobody there. They asked about who's been in our room. Nobody had been in there. Yeah. So again, you know, there's mm. lots of shadows in this place. Yeah. In this room, I should say. Uh, this room, 
as well, not just the dueling, dueling, I went to call them monks, they're not monks at all, are they? They're, they're just a couple of fellas. Uh, the ghost of a maid is also said to be present um, and is felt most in that room. They believe that she was the girlfriend of one of the smugglers of the Hawkehurst gang and was killed by his fellow gang members as they feared she knew too much and would expose them. Yeah, I mean, that's commonplace. That's, again, yeah, yeah that's, that's not out yeah, of place, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, another event in the Elizabethan bedchamber. It's quite an active place. Bedchamber, yeah. Uh, so a barman a few years ago was tending to the fire and when all the bottles on the shelf at the other end of the room fell off mm. and this man handed his notice in the next day, he was so scared by it, but it's where it, it's where the, um, it's like escape, the, the secret tunnel from that bedroom would have led. Yeah. Is where the bottles fell off. Um, we also have some personal experiences. <clears throat> so a man and his wife were staying in the bedchamber, um, 96, 97 time, 1996, 1997, I should say. Mm. One evening around uh, 6 p.m., his wife was sitting at the dressing table when suddenly the door flew open by itself. No one was there. And when they went to investigate, there was a like a cold, misty thing in the doorway. Yeah which I thought was a bit odd. Also as well, there's an actress. Her name is Kiki Kendrick, right? Listen, nice. do you know who she is? Not a clue. Oh, she's an English actress. Oh, hold on, let me have a look. Do you know her? Yes, I think I recognise her face, yeah. Listen, she's of reasonable success, okay? Mm. And sh her and her husband, who's called Robin, have had experiences in this bedroom as well. So in December 1993, they'd booked four nights in the Elizabethan bedchamber and it was their first ever visit to Rye. We knew nothing, well, I'm reading as if she's written this. We knew nothing about the mermaid's ghost or that it was even haunted. On our first night, after a couple of drinks in the bar, we retired to our room at midnight. Around 4 a.m., suddenly, and for no reason, we both sat up, bolt upright in bed. There was an eerie presence. The warm and toasty room had suddenly turned strangely cold and we could hear a fight going on in the corner of the room. Oh. By the fireplace, there were huffs and puffs and sounds of clashing knives. We could sh see shapes moving, um, but it was as if looking through opaque glass. They fought violently. It was very scary. Wow. The next evening, we told the barman and he produced an old newspaper article about the ghosts in the Elizabethan bedchamber that had been written by two journalists who had stayed there six months earlier. It read word for word for what we had seen. The second night, the same thing happened, but only I saw it. In the intervening years, we had stayed in the same room, but never seen such things again. Do you know what? Um, I'd love to go and stay in that room. I would love to. Quite the spectacle, I would say. God, can you imagine if you saw something like that? I would. I. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty scared. You'd be crying. I would be crying. And I think she's incredibly brave to stay there for a, the night after. If I woke up, in, I'd go, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. I'd like a new room, please, at the Premier Inn. <laughs> Is it a new build? Is it a new build? Um, yeah. Fascinating. I'd love to stay there. Now, we move on to our next room. Mm -hmm. Room 17. Right. Kingsmill. Right. So, Kingsmill is named after Thomas Kingsmill, who was second in command in 1747 to George Grey, leader of the Hawkehurst Gang. Right. He was an active man in a um, policy to murder customs men. 
So right. he was involved in the yeah. raid and he was hanged in chains. Ooh. So he's hung by a chain? Hanged in chains. Oh, so he was hung by a rope, but he was in chains when he was hung. I'm in chains. <laughs> I'm wrapped up in chains, wrapped up in you. Ooh. Aslan, by the way, made in Dublin, one of my favourite bands. So, Kingsmill, is that right? Did I say that right? Yes. Kingsmill, sorry. So, this room as well has sealed up passages. And this is to the inn's south wing, and it's through oak panelling, and it leads into the Rye Royal Room. Nice. So, again, more secret tunnels. I don't know why you'd need secret tunnels inside to just travel from one room to another. Well, because if they were raided and they were in a room and they heard them coming up the stairs, they'd need a quick getaway. And if they weren't going to fly out the window, then they needed, you know... Well, listen, all, most most old places like that had them, didn't they? It was just a path of the course. Okay, anyway. Um, it is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman who is said to be the wife of the Hawkehurst gang founder, George Gray. And she is said to haunt a rocking chair in the room. Guests would often wake up in the middle of the night and see the chair rocking on its own and found that the room had turned icy cold. The chair was eventually removed from the premises because it caused so many disturbances with guests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, not out of the way. Not out of the way. Yeah. Especially if it was an original piece of furniture. Yeah. I mean... But they'd still be rocking on the chair that they had in the old days anyway, so it wouldn't stop it. You, it would just stop the physical activity of you seeing the chair. Sorry. Um, also, as well, on occasions, the room goes terribly cold, and that's pretty much it in that room. That's that's there's the female ghost. I don't know if that's she's. That's a lot of activity. In I don't know if she's active now that the rocking chair is gone. I couldn't really see a lot about that. However, chambermaids only clean this room in pairs because they did. Yeah. They can't. They don't like to be in there on their own. Can't blame them. Can't blame them. I don't know if I'd want to clean any of these rooms on my own. Really? No, I wouldn't. Well, I mean. Not every day, not as a job. I don't if want to do if cleaning anyway. If you stay in the night, it's different, isn't it? Mm. And they could at least help. So grab this corner. <laughs> <laughs> grab this yes. corner for me. Oh. <laughs> um, as well, you know, traditional bits, uh, lots of photographs of orbs floating around the room. It's, it's certainly an active room. Active room. Now I move on to another room, and it's called the Nutcracker Suite. Nice. I did it, on the website. It didn't tell me why it was called the Nutcracker Suite. It's the only one that didn't really have an explanation. So oh. I'm going to tell you why I think it's called the Nutcracker Suite. I cannot suite. wait to hear why you think it's called the Nutcracker Suite. Because it's the honeymoon suite, <laughs> and that's is where... it the honeymoon suite? No, I don't know. I just, I just assume with all the cracking of nuts. Mm. Nice. Um, this room also features an escape route. It's now in the bathroom, but with no access. Um, and as well, this this room features uh, some lookout windows that look over and into Mermaid Passage and to the rear of the inn. Mm. So it would have been a bit of a lookout. Yeah. Hideout. This room is known to be frequented by a lady in white. 
of course. The classic, yeah. The White Lady. And she's uh, been seen to walk from the single room and across the main room and through the door, stopping at the foot of the bed for a moment on her way past. So she kind of breezes through. Mm. Now, again, there have been a, a hell of a lot of reports of this person. Mm. Um, I think there's another lady in white, and I I don't know how they, I don't know if they can distinguish who it is or if it's the same spirit. Yeah. But um, it's definitely one of the more active um, yeah. ghosts in this location. So now we have Dr. Sin's bedchamber. Oh, I like the sound of that. Dr. And this Sin. is the extramarital suite. Oh. Oh. Now, it's our fault. Oh, who's Dr. Sin? Maybe he's a doctor that lived there or, or something like that. No. So Dr. Sin, it's named after Dr. Sin. He's a fictitious character of the author Russell Thorndike. Um. Mm. But it's a, the book is based on the actual Hawkehurst gang. Right, okay, so... Yeah, there's been two films about it. One of them was That's a Disney film. Um, they're meant to be reasonably good. I'm not watching them, I'll be honest with you. You're not? No, I can't even remember what the film was called. Dr Sin. But it's about a priest and he's a smuggler. Mm. Naughty, naughty. Naughty. So, Dr Sin's bedchamber... Um, so there, some time ago, there was a film crew and they were testing the strength of the light in the room um, to get the, you know, lighting right and whatever when, when you're filming. Suddenly all their equipment started to pick up these huge lighted orbs moving around the room um, yeah. from when they adjusted the camera, but they weren't visible yeah. To the naked eye. Yeah. So almost like you can imagine it. The screen's there and you're looking, thinking, God, Jesus, what's yeah. that? And, and we know that, and even with our own cameras, you can see so much more through a lens than you can with a naked eye. So, yeah. Uh, another little interesting thing, not necessarily a ghost of the room, but interesting, that a medium had visited the inn and asked Jan if he could carry out a seance in this room. Five members of staff agreed to take part. Ooh. Once they were seated, the medium warned the group that when and if he made contact with anyone, his face and voice would change. Much to the shock of all, all of them there, his face and voice did change, and he told the group that a figure with a dog had entered the room and was standing in the corner. Mm. No one could see anything, but when each of them offered to put their hand out, part of their arm or their hand seemed to go into what appeared to be a shadow and each one of them confirmed they had touched something that felt like a dog yeah that's pretty cool mm. i like that yeah um yeah plausible can you see it happening well i, I can see anything happening to be honest um listen in this world we we know of spooks and what we've witnessed and seen and investigated you know Anything's possible. Anything is possible. So now we move on to room 19, the Hawkehurst Suite. Right. Which, of course, is named after the infamous Hawkehurst Hawk Gang. Gang. Um, I don't need to explain to you what that is because I've already told you. So some stories from this room. An American lady had been sleeping in the single room of the suite. And she reported that a gentleman in old-fashioned clothes had sat on her bed during the night 
When he wouldn't go away, she pulled her mattress into the double room where her sons were sleeping and stayed there till the morning. So he stayed there for that long and refused. Can you go? Can you get out? Just stayed there. That's crazy. She moved. I would, That's crazy. I'd say, I've paid for this room. If anyone's moving, you go, mate. Yeah, or get your kit off and make your bloody self useful. But now answer me this, and this poses this question, is you've always kind of, well, and me as well, had the view that if a, if a spirit is um, not harmful in any way, yeah. and you ask them to leave and you ask them to go, yeah. they will. Well, I mean... Not it, as a not well, as a no, not it, as a rule. Well, it depends on their character, their personality. A lot, if you say, "Look, you're really upsetting me, harming," lot lot will. But if he didn't want to go, then no. I mean, he's still got the same personality he had in life. Maybe he thought, "No, no, I ain't going anywhere." So it's it's my place. You're in invading my territory. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll go with that. Just, yeah. Just a thought that mm. popped into my head. Um. As well, another uh, a more recent one is one of the owners was walking around the hotel with a clairvoyant, and when they went went into um, room nineteen, the clairvoyant said that she could feel a strong personal connection between the owner and the room, and it transpired that room nineteen was the only room in the hotel that had personal belongings and furniture that had belonged to that owner's yeah. family years yeah. and years ago. So again, you know. So someone pick, picking up on. Um, it's picking up on that, it, you energy, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So we move on to room three, Morton. Right. So, your room is named after Robert Morton, a labourer of Sussex, leader of the Groom Groombridge Gang, who in seventeen thirty seven led an attack on customs men at Blutherhithe in Hastings. He also sorted custom officers at Shoreham in Kent on the 18th of December 1744 although the leader of the Greenbridge gang Mr Morton also rode with the Hawkehurst gang right okay so he's, he's in his own gang but he, he had dealings he with these as well he yeah bad man yeah he couldn't get enough obviously of the gangs just wanting to be wrapped up in all of them so a story from this room is that again it's quite a recent one a gentleman was staying in this room and reported that whilst his wife was in the bathroom and he was left in bed with his own, he felt the strange sensation of being kicked in the back and then a sense of well-being washed over him. Everything went back to normal on the return of his wife. What? Say that again? So he's in bed on his own. Yeah. And he's felt someone boot him in the back. Right, in bed. And right. then the sense of well-being. Yeah. Yeah. So almost... Well-being well, to me is like a healing Well, I feeling. know, but that's strange. I don't know why you get booted and then have a feeling of peace and well-being afterwards. Well, it might have been like a kick up the arse, sort yourself out. Mm. Things have got to change, mate. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> can't keep doing this. Um, Maybe not one of the more active rooms, but an experience from one of the rooms, nonetheless. Yeah. We move on to room one, named James. Just okay. James. And it's named after Charles James, who was the mayor of Rye between 1996 and 1998. I prefer the old name, which is Cadman's, and that was after named after the landlord of the inn, who issued his own trade tokens in 1665, and the tokens are on display in the Rye Museum. Oh. The, the chest of drawers and the four-poster bed are very, very old, and the bed with its roped mattress holes dates from 1660. That's crazy, isn't it? Crazy, crazy, crazy. That's older than most houses. And yeah. they've got a bed that's 
Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine all the DNA on it from all the people over the over the years. Oh, don't. That's made me feel a bit sick, actually. Well, I if you got one of them blue lights on it, that whole thing would literally beam, <laughs> beam up, beam up to the heavens. That would Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah, seen a lot of action. <laughs> so, again, lots and lots of report of the lady in white, the white lady, who has been seen to sit in the chair by the fireplace. Guests, and this is kind of sporadic, so like weeks and weeks apart, but regularly, um, have all told the same story of having left their clothes on this chair during the night. And when they've woken up in the morning, they've found all their clothes that are wet. So there's, but there's no windows or pipes near the chair. So there's no logical yeah. explanation. That maybe would say to me that maybe she was drowned. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, because we're talking obviously a location next to the sea, next to the water. Yeah, she's obviously drowned and, and come back in and is still wet. Which again is 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 quite classic for for drowning spirits that, that, that leave, leave the water, leave wet. Yeah, around. Um, as well, a couple also reported to their to the reception. Uh, that while spending the night in this room, the husband had been amazed to see a family consisting of what appeared to be a mother, a father and child walk through the wall to the other side of the room as he lay in bed. That's crazy, stuff like that. That's now, this crazy. again, another question for you. Family hauntings. Yeah. Now, when you think of a haunting, I suppose you traditionally you think of it being one. Yeah. Um, If it's kind of like a replay in time too you don't ever think of maybe like a, a family that's not what springs when you think of a haunting you instantly think of yeah a don't, singular yeah, don't you yeah yeah so i think that's a bit unusual i mean they would have died probably of the pox or sort of tb or something i suppose in those days and they maybe all died together and just i mean uh, it's quite nice i suppose in a way it is nice but um that they're still together maybe I don't know if there was a fire there. Something they—they've obviously all died together to 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 stay together like that. I would I would say. Now I move on to room ten, Fleur de Lis. Yeah. And it is a reminder of the links of the town of Rye, and the Mermaid Inn and its history that it has with France. Calais was it um, in English English possession for two hundred years until the sixteen hundreds. And that right in 1377 was attacked by French raiders and destroyed by fire. Ah. ah. Including the original Mermaid Inn. Ah. There you go. Yeah. Well, look at your you little psychic, wow, you. So that's why then only the present day sellers survive. Because the original building was raised to the ground. Of course, yes. With the fire. The French also took away the Rye Church bells. But they were retrieved in 1378. Good, we got them back. Got them back. Robin bastards. Well, listen, we're the worst for that, let's be honest. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. We apologise. Um, <laughs> Do we apologise on behalf of them? So, in this room, a bank manager and his wife were awakened to find a man walking through their bathroom wall and across the centre of the room. They were so frightened that they spent the rest of the night downstairs in one of the lounges and made the porter bring down all their luggage, including their clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? So there's quite you a know, lot and, of them. Um... Th th there's a lot there, but that story where they, <clears throat> they've they spent money on their room, but they'd rather sit downstairs. They're genuine sightings. These people are terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of apparitions in this place. Yeah, there is. To be honest, when we do some of these locations... 
personal experiences. And don't forget, these are the only personal experiences that you've researched. Mm -hmm. There's probably another hundreds more that either weren't reported, weren't said, or never ne never got onto the media or, or to Google. But this place is really, really active, isn't it? Yeah. When we normally do these locations, there's sometimes 20 minutes or 15, 10 minutes of personal experiences. But this is, there's, there's a lot here. And there's another story that I found from the hotel which I thought was quite interesting and I want your thoughts on it. Mm. So I'm reading it as if I am the person. Okay. In December 2000, on the evening before our wedding, in the corridor from the bar to the reception, my brother-in-law was walking towards me. I didn't realise it was him until he said my name. His normal round and full face was like a skull, cheekbones and eyes sunken. At our wedding the next day, he looked his usual self. Three months later, he suddenly died of liver failure. And before he died, he lost so much weight, he looked exactly the yeah, same as the right, figure yeah. I'd seen walking towards me in the corridor three months earlier. Now, is that man having a premonition? Is that, you know... Well, it would have been or, her having the premonition because she saw it. I mean, did he? was he aware that he looked like that? It doesn't say that he was shocked and horrified. That sounds to me like that's the way she, she saw him. So it was her that was having the premonition. Either way, though, I think... Um, Again, in, another it, interesting story. Another interesting story. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of current day Mermaid Inn. So I've got a little review online because okay. actually it's very nice. So the Mermaid Inn is a small inn that caters to people who want to get away from the city and relax in a quaint hotel. Going to the Mermaid Inn is just like stepping back in time. It has delightful bedrooms with four poster beds. It has two comfortable lounges and a cosy bar with one of the largest log fires in the country. It has a pretty terrace and courtyard garden. There is a function people who would like to book meetings, weddings, receptions, celebrations and things like that. The Mermaid Inn has a restaurant that serves French and British cuisine. The AA Rosette winning restaurant caters for nothing but delicious food. The chef uses nothing but local fresh ingredients. The Mermaid Inn has been visited by lots of notable persons in history. It has become their home for a short period of time. Among the famous personalities who have visited the hotel are Pierce Brosnan, Andy mm -hmm. Garcia, Johnny Depp, Charlie Chaplin, Prince Edward and the Queen Mother. Wow, sounds gorgeous. I'd love to go. It is gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, like I said, ratings are pretty good. Online sits at about four and a half stars out of five. Again, rooms are really, really gorgeous. The whole place is just filled to the brim with period features. Um, looking at uh, cost, I looked for this week and this weekend. Rooms were around £120-ish midweek, £200 for weekend um, per night. Also as well, which I really, really love, the Mermaid Inn is happy to welcome clean, well-behaved pets. Oh. At the charge of a fiver per night. They're not allowed on the bed. You've got to bring your own stuff for them. Yeah. But lovely. I love places that love pets. They should be paying us a little bit of a, a divvy here for reasonable Listen, the Mermaid Inn. If, if you're you... listening, Mermaid Inn, give us a free night. We'll come and investigate and do another podcast. Live, on. live from the Mermaid Inn. We'll come and yeah. interview the owner. Now, the lady that owns it currently mm. um, has said that she has never experienced anything in the hotel but has met an unbelievable of 
people she believes is genuine yeah, yeah. that have had like genuine encounters and she you know she she works there she she owns it she has seen people in the dead of night running from their rooms and stuff terrified yeah. so she gets it she understands it she doesn't shy away from it they they very much embrace um yeah what it is really and it is it is historic building with a history with a past and that past is still alive and alive and kicking well not alive and kicking but yeah playing out in there in some kind of way um yeah guys listen that was the mermaid inn fantastic location beautiful beautiful location i urge you to go and look at some pictures just to get an idea of you know as we're talking through it so you can understand you know what what we what yeah. we what we're saying about it all um no um notices for the week any updates anything uh, new you want to say don't think so i don't think so as always please follow us on social media so that is instagram the haunted podcast official uh twitter is the haunted pcast facebook if you search the haunted podcast official will come up remember we also have a tiktok and that is the haunted podcast we sometimes do live episodes and recordings on there we also do q a sessions and things like that so if you want to kind of get involved in that please go over there and uh give us some love um as always guys as well uh, as we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks we have set up a paypal account so if any of you are in the position to or would like to donate towards the growth of the podcast um we would be internally grateful we'll even give you a little shout out give you a little shout out and a hello you can be forever immortalized immortalized on <laughs> on the podcast um but you yeah. can have a naked sign picture of Freddie. Well, listen, there'll be... There'll or donations be... over £2.50. <laughs> Anything <laughs> over a quid, you're in. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's there. But I'll put it all in the episode description, as I always do. But uh, live long and prosper. Be good, be safe, be honest. Yeah, and, and happy hunting. Any, any guys out there that are doing any investigations this week or, or the next few weeks, let us know. Listen, let us know if you've gone to a good location, you've got anything interesting, got any pictures or got any stories to tell, come on the show. And if anyone finds themselves in the vicinity of Clacton-on-Sea for a, um investigation, please let us know. We'd love to come along, even if it's for an hour, just to touch base, say hello, meet some people, maybe even do a bit of recording or something. Mm. We'd like to do it. Um, yeah, let us know. I know probably not a lot of people wander this end. No point. Well, we've got the readout fort and everything, but would they warn us with them is more to the point. Yes, they would. Right. Right. Well, we'll see about that on the response then. Probably be no one. Oh. So, yeah. Well, anyway... Ciao for now. Bye.